0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 778, air date September 20th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodure. Can you start? Um, We're going live on Instagram, and we're on Facebook, obviously YouTube, Google. Thanks, Dylan. So we'll we'll, um, have people join, and we're going to have a very, uh, hopefully a different type of discussion. We're gonna to move to politics and economics. Yesterday, we did a little bit of politics and spirituality looking at why uh, 2020 is an opportunity to destroy the establishment. But we're gonna look at it from a different way. Yesterday was perhaps a little more uh, poetic and, and spiritual, but we're gonna look at it from a different aspect, from an economic aspect of what's going on and really uh, encourage people to start moving beyond left and right. And why the left-right narrative on so many ways has so many contradictions in it. And I'm going to share with you one of the exchanges that I had with someone, you know, who you would call a Trumper, who follows me. But when I put out a tweet saying, hey, there's been a redistribution of wealth going upwards, um, he said, oh, that's Marxist or socialist. um, Because that's the sort of the gut reaction of people. And we're going to talk about it how the right has got sort of a gut reflex response and how the left has a gut reflex response and how, in fact, if you look at the establishments of the left and the right, they actually are working together. And we're gonna talk about that at a very deep level. And I think some of the insights hopefully hopefully you'll learn will help you go a little bit deeper and get out of this left-right narrative, which is essentially a way to keep you in shackles. So uh, we have people from Arizona joining today. Someone from San Diego who was formerly from Massachusetts. Who do we have on there, Dylan? Uh, Detroit. Florida, California. And New Jersey. Uh, Texas. Let's see. Um, Massachusetts. Let's see. Who's this? Educated mom from Massachusetts. So educated mom from Massachusetts, as those of you from Massachusetts know, and others outside of Massachusetts, including across the world, you know, I am running for U.S. Senate, and it's an important um, feature everyone should be aware of. We'll come back to it, but um, you'll see that you can go to the website. We're running a write-in campaign. So those of you from Massachusetts, you are more than welcome to directly email me at, bashiva at com, so I can include, include you or introduce you to our ground volunteers because we're building a very uh, powerful, we're escalating the movement to the next level after those in the establishment, as you know, uh, literally committed election fraud. More and more, you're going to learn about the level of insanity that's occurring in America, and the fact that you have the elites in America point their fingers at Cuba and Venezuela and say how they're uniparty systems. And what we actually learn is Massachusetts is a uniparty system. Uh, In in fact, in countries like Venezuela, they actually have voter IDs, believe it or not. And in Massachusetts, we don't even have that. We're going to talk about the level of hypocrisy and brainwashing that goes on um, by the US media and the elites here. Um, but anyway, I'm running for U.S. Senate. Those of you, wherever you are, you can support the campaign. We need to start raising money. We're going to start uh, putting more money to TV ads, radio ads, etc. So those of you who want to support the campaign, obviously, you're encouraged to do that. You can uh, give whatever you want. And when you support our campaign, as many of you know, that uh, if you donate to the campaign, I actually want to reciprocate because one of my goals is we're going to talk about is to take us out of this left, right, a narrative and start learning systems. Because when you learn systems, you don't partition things, you don't cherry pick things, you start looking at things in a whole way. And this book I wrote, System and Revolution, which is an ebook that you can get uh, when you support the campaign. Um, and the other pieces, we also have a very cool application, an app called Your Body, Your System, which allows you to use the principles of systems to actually understand how your body is a system. And you can use it in very profound ways to educate yourself on health but from a system standpoint and those of you who are outside of massachusetts and many of you asked hey i also want to uh, support your educational process what you're doing you can directly go to your body your system right here and you can answer a set of questions to understand the forces of how transport which is the forces of the movement the forces of the conversion which are the forces like digestion in your body, or storage like your skeletal structure, What, how much of those forces you have in your body. And that is deemed by this red dot. And then you can ask another set of questions to figure out how you have deviated from you, which is that black dot. And then you can understand from a control system standpoint, how you can give the right inputs of food, supplements, etc., to bring you back into alignment. So I encourage all of you, obviously, to support our campaign. I want to thank all of you who support our campaign during the primary but we're escalating the campaign to the general election we're asking people to write in and i'll talk more about that um, so this is a cool thing justin grimes thank you justin write in dr shiva on the ballot exactly so write us in and um, as justin said you can pledge and you can donate and volunteer um, but thank you justin Just, justin's a great a volunteer and supporter Uh, I believe it's out from uh, Las Vegas. Hi from Braintree. So Jane O'Brien, if you're in Braintree, please email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. And so uh, we need people, uh, we need a couple of good ground volunteers out in in Braintree, thank you. Um, Someone said, I feel sick that I've been a victim of fraud. Sharon, you were a victim of fraud. The election fraud that took place in Massachusetts is quite extraordinary. And we're going to be sharing more stuff next week, but we're not giving this up. It was clear that we won this election on a landslide, Uh, a fellow that was appointed literally a doofus, because that's the way the Republicans and Democrats work. In Massachusetts, the Democrats get to have state power in the Senate, and then the quote unquote Republicans get to be the governor. So they found a fool who... Didn't have to campaign, didn't do any campaign, no, no organization. And that's by the way how you win. This is no different than what people call the Communist Party or fascist parties. Unit party, they appoint their fool. There's a real person like me coming up bottoms up who's built a powerful movement and they have to squash it. I'm telling you, we live here in Venezuela and Cuba. That is what Massachusetts has become. It has become a fascist state and a third world failed state. And if anyone doesn't believe that uh, it's unfortunate because that's what it has become. Um, Someone said, how does election fraud work? Someone said Baker is a fake Republican. Well, he's worse than that, Brian. What Baker is, and by the way, Brian, if you're in Massachusetts, support the campaign, get out and volunteer, but he's worse than that. Charlie Baker, by the way, is a governor of Massachusetts. He's actually, remember there's no, the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment are one. So he's essentially part of the same. Uh, volunteering for my town. Connie, fantastic. Connie, Connie, email me, let me know which town you're in. So, um, you know, we're getting people out to distribute a lot of flyers and cards. Please help us out. Uh, Please publicly support Trump. Get his support. Look, I have supported Trump. You can go look at my history, but the realities of people surrounding Trump are a lot of fake Trumpers right now. And what's happening with it, and you can see this, Massachusetts, there are people wearing MAGA hats and Trump but they're not disruptors. They're part of the establishment. The only reason a number of them do that, particularly in the establishment party, I'm not talking about the people who are sincere, in the political parties, do that because they need money using Trump's name. Thank you. Baker sucks. Thank you, Joanne. So someone said, I do, I'm in Pembroke. If you need my help with any groundwork. Yes, Uh, Brian, Brian, please email me at V.A. Shiva. Let me put it up on your V as in Victor a so i can connect you uh, someone said dodging corrupt worcester judge all right jason well join the movement here let's let's win so what i want to share with people today is and by the way those of you joining on instagram you can go to youtube or you can go to facebook as i'm going to share different sites if you want to do it or you can uh just watch me speaking to you and and get get it from the audio and the video here uh, someone said a lot of people in Massachusetts support Trump. They're silent. That's absolutely true. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. So I just want to put this up there in case people want my email address. You can email me. So let me uh, start by sharing with you that what's been going on in the in, for a while now is that in every election cycle, people hype up the propaganda and they always create some narrative which is uh, for one side or another side or typically uh, when you unravel this you find out that both of those sides are really two sides of the same coin. All right so for example right now you have one side of the establishment promoting Black Lives Matter and if you actually probe deeper they don't give a damn about Black Lives while another side of the establishment is promoting that they care for police when in fact they do not care for police they're cutting their pensions, et cetera. But when you really look at this, you find out that one side wants to promote the black, quote unquote, black narrative, the other is the white narrative, which is, you know, the people who support blacks and the people who are black support Black Lives Matter and the people support whites or people who are supportive of, you know, um, the police, you know, we're supporting the police. And when you start looking at it, it's a wonderful way to create racism and race war. When the truth is, when you unravel all of this, the police and the people have always been united, and they create a fictitious divide, and that division is created, so we divide elements of working people, the working class, so they're fighting among each other. The black working class are, and the white working class fight each other, and this is something that goes back a long, long time ago, probably millennia ago, probably back to slave time, so one group of slaves were fighting against another group of slaves. Um, in, in history, if you start really unraveling this in, let's say the last 150 years, and if you focus on the United States, you find something quite fascinating. Um, and, and, you know, uh, political history in the United States, um, has been hidden from a lot of young folks. And for that matter, from a lot of people, and because the establishment wants that, because when you actually unravel the U S political history, particularly the movement of working people, you find something quite incredible that uh, much of the power of working people's movements actually started in the United States. So if you go back to the late 1800s, you find that there is a huge explosive growth of working people demanding a fair wage, equal rights, um, you know, the uh, nutrition, proper infrastructure. The Haymarket riots of the late 1800s, for example, resulted in a group of workers being shot. And and in commemoration of that, May Day was created. So May 1st, which by the way, is no longer celebrated in the United States, started in the United States. And it had nothing to do with communism. It was a reflection of the fact that the American working people uh, were annoyed. They weren't going to take it any further and they were starting to organize. Well, by the early 1900s, the American working class movement was explosively growing. And it was that working class movement with developments that were growing on globally that started to put the fear of God into the elites into this country. So starting the in the late, uh, uh, you know, sort of the late 1900s, er, I'm sorry, the late, you know, before the 1920s, um, you started this, seeing this huge explosive working class movement in the United States, which scared, put the fear of God into the elites in the country, while their economies were crashing here, like the crash of 1920s, the working people were organizing. And that working class movement in this country uh, uh, forced people like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was a quote unquote Democrat, but essentially a horrible elite who didn't wanna give working people anything. But the working class movement is what forced people like Franklin Delano Roosevelt to give, and, and others to give concessions to working people. So during that period of the 1900s, before Roosevelt and up to 1900s, you started seeing uh, extreme gains. We started having infrastructure nutrition, um, you know, hygiene, uh, all these gains that took place, workers' uh, rights, you know, the eight hour workday, all sorts of, uh, some of them were not reformist solutions. The elites gave them to them knowing some of them were failed solutions, but regardless, um, those gains came out of a massive bottoms up movement. And so that bottoms-up movement uh, resulted um, from the 1945 to around 1978 or 1975, as we'll discuss, some of the most amazing gains for the American working people. You saw the economic gains, um, you had uh, capitalism grew, and in, in, in a much more relatively organic way than today, and you had many, many people prospered. Business people prospered, plus also working people prospered. So you could call that a time when the income distribution among people uh, was quite, uh, you know, and the income uh, gains were growing at a very, very steady rate for all people. All right. But starting in 1975 to 2018, and I'll share with you the recent report, those gains were reversed. And essentially the 1% of the 10% started growing, but the remaining bottom 90%. Of the U.S. population suffered significantly. In fact, they didn't grow as much. And I don't just mean simple wages. I mean that they grew uh, to a point where essentially over fifty trillion dollars of their income gain, which should have occurred, got transferred to the one to ten percent in this country. And that's what came out in this recent report, which I'll talk about. In fact, if you uh, Time Magazine just featured, let me share this with you the report. And it's, and uh, Time Magazine's conclusion, though, however, is horribly wrong because it's a liberal elite organization and they always take even factual stuff and they warp it. But let me share with you here that uh, this was a headline article, as you can see here. Uh, it says, a friend of mine sent it to me. who's was quite conservative, actually. He said, top 1% of Americans have taken $50 trillion from the bottom 90% and that's made the US less secure. So this was a headline article and you can go look at it. Um, And I was reading through this and it's uh, quite an interesting article because it's not original work by um, the authors of the Time Magazine article. The article actually refers to the work of two people, uh, Carter Price and Catherine Edwards of the Rand Corporation. And let me show you that. original paper, which I recommend everyone to read. Uh, It's a little bit math heavy. Uh, If you want to work through it, you can do that. But this was a paper that uh, that came out and um, the paper is right here. Okay. And let me actually go to the full paper. Let me go back over here. Uh, Stop the screen here. Let me share with you the actual full paper here. And it's called Trends, in income from 1975 to 2018 so this paper is a paper that looks at income trends from 1975 to 2018 and it contrasts that to the income trends from 1945 to um, the 1975 period where there was explosive and even growth for all people it was a time when businesses grew as I mentioned workers prospered everyone was prospering at a certain rate and what the paper shows in a quite a powerful way is that. All of those changes really started to change significantly starting uh, in 1975. Let me bring this up here. It, it changed massively starting in 1975. And um, in the paper, uh, as I'll scroll through it here, it's called Trends in Income from 1975 to 1918, 2018. Uh, and what it says is basically that the ni- less than you know, the top 90. Ninety percent of people have done extremely well, but the bottom ninety, which is pretty much all of us, okay. If you're not in the top one or ten percent, the income growth that people so this is what it says it says the three decades following the Second World War saw so a period of economic growth that was shared across across the income distribution, which means all different people have different incomes. So whether um, you made you know you were at making ten thousand dollars a year, whether you made a million dollars a year. Everyone had growth, but inequality in taxable income has increased substantially over the last uh, four decades. This work seeks to quantify the scale of income gap created by rising inequality compared to a counterfactual in which growth was was shared more broadly. We introduced a time period agnostic and income level agnostic measure of inequality that relates income growth. To economic growth. But put it simply, if you want to sort of read the English version of it, what it really shows, let me go over here to the Time Magazine article, and they've done a pretty good job of sort of translating at least the guts of this article. Let me go here. Um, Oops, let me start here. Sorry about that. And you'll see the article. And what the Time Magazine article, I think the most important figure to take away, here's this figure right here. And this is what it says. OK, so if you look at the incomes in 1975 and you look at in 2018, you see this growth here. So someone in 1975 was making 28K in the who was the bottom 25 percent. And today in 2018, they're making 33 percent. But if you look at the income growth for the top one percent, mean they went from two hundred eighty nine thousand to one point three eight four million dollars. And you can see the growth here it's a six hundred thirty thousand dollar growth right i mean um uh but the actual growth here is much less when you actually think about it percentage-wise and what it really says here is on average um uh it says adjusted for inflation using the consumer price index the numbers are even worse it, it says on average extreme inequalities costing the median income full-time worker about 42,000 a year. That means every, if if the growth had taken place for all people, economic growth, that the, the average full-time workers losing, losing $42,000 per year. And then it says adjusted for inflation using the CPI, the numbers are even worse. Half, half of all full-time workers, those at or below the median income of 50,000 a year now earn less than half what they would have had, what they would have had, incomes across the distribution continued to pace the economic growth. And that's per worker and not per household. So that means is that the worker, the guy who's making 50,000 bucks a year today should actually be making, you know, should actually be making about 100,000, okay? So the growth didn't occur for all uh, income distributions. So that's really the takeaway, I hope that's making sense. So what that means is during the period of the 1945 to 1978, income, all whether you're making again 20,000 or they're making a million, the growth for all income distributions continued to grow. So it wasn't like one group grew more than the other, which is good. Which means that capitalism and market forces, you know, the whole economy is growing. However, what's happened, and we get into this is because of the manipulation, because of crony capitalism, because of corruption, a small set of people have grown much better than the remaining 90%. And this does not bode well for many things. And and this is what's really the overarching set of events that are taking place with the real economy. And so anyway, as I was reading this article today, I went on my Twitter and I, I wanna share this with you. Let me go on Twitter here. And so I started, I put up a post and on Twitter, I put up a post sharing this, you know, what I thought was a very very well done piece of research um, by the two folks I just mentioned. Um, And because, it, 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 you know, they did a lot of very, very good mathematics and they shared uh, this wonderful piece of work, which really showed at a very fundamental mathematical level what's going on. Okay, so let me walk through with you what happened here in my Twitter exchange. And this is really the basis of our talk today because what's happened in this country right now, it is so easy to label someone this, a white supremacist label someone, a socialist label, someone a KKK member label someone a conspiracy theorist. And you don't have to ever have to use your brain and ever actually have to think through the real issues And the left and the right are both doing this. Okay. Um, Yes. Someone just said, you right, You said that people who do the work get effed. Right, Jamie. That's what you said. You nailed it. And that's pretty much what is going on. Okay. Jamie said it very eloquently. Um, but that is fundamentally what's going on. Okay. So anyway, let me share with you these tweets because I think all of you listening out there, I want you to all raise your political consciousness and go beyond this left, right bullshit. Because It is what is being used to divide all of us. Now, when Donald Trump ran, he is extremely adept at understanding the trends, how people are thinking. And he really brought out a lot of the anti-establishment rhetoric and really focusing on the attacks on the American worker. And so this is a great uh, beginning point now to really talk about the American working class, right? So let's, if we truly care about what's been brought up now by Uh, the recent events starting in 2016 with the disruption Trump caused, And if the truth is that we really care about the American worker, well, let's really discuss it and go beyond left and right, because this is going to lead us to a space where some people are going to get very uncomfortable. Okay. The people on the right who've been attacking socialism are going to get uncomfortable. And the people on the left who claim that they care for the workers are going to get uncomfortable because we're going to reveal their hypocrisy. And that's what I want to do. I want us to go deeper and become smarter, not be screwed over by people, the left and the right. So, and I think this Twitter exchange I had, I'm very thankful. I don't know the gentleman by the exchange, but he had at least the honesty and the decency to exchange in a conversation with me in a polite and fortunately good way that not only did he end up appreciating where it's coming from, but he ended up also saying, I'm gonna support Dr. Shiva's campaign. So let me walk you through this. So everyone is quite, I think, illustrative of what can happen if all of us can actually remove our blinders of left and right and have a conversation. So let me walk you through this conversation that I had. So anyway, th- about 22 hours ago, which was almost yesterday, I put forward this, um, this tweet, and I hope everyone can see it here. Let me share the screen. There we go. Okay. Let me share the screen here. So I put forward this tweet up there. Okay. If everyone can see it. And the tweet said the following, there's a very real quote unquote socialism in America, neither left or right nor Democrat or Republican will ever talk about. So what I was saying was there is a quote unquote socialism in America, neither left or right nor Democrat or Republican will ever talk about. And that is a redistribution of 50 trillion dollars in wealth from the American worker upwards. So the the 90 percent of the people of the the 90 percent of the population who are below that income group, um, that income distribution actually went up to the 10 percent. So I said, yeah, that's the real socialism, because, you know, you remember the right people attack socialism. And I said, yes, let's end the socialism. Working people unite. Beyond left and right. So let me put that, make that a little bit bigger. OK, so everyone can see that. All right. So this is what I went out. So look what I said. Working people. Not. So the knee jerk reaction of, a, a, you know, very well meaning fellow, this guy, uh, Joe B. He said, you're going to need to explain this in greater detail because this comes across at face value as a Marxist. OK. So listen, to what he's saying. Now so I wrote back and I wrote back the following. I said, look, I said the deep state <coughs> has brainwashed you to equate, which means equalize. And Dylan, can you get me some water? Yeah. To equalize um, to equalize one second, I'm about to have a coughing fit. Um, to equalize Working people uniting. So anytime working people say we're going to unite, we're going to fight for freedom as being Marxist and socialist. Okay, (coughs) so let's get this very clear. So if I were to say working people unite, oh, that sounds like Marxism. Okay, that's socialism. So anytime working people want to unite for their freedom, people have been brainwashed by the quote unquote right and the quote unquote Republican rhetoric. That must be Marxist. While the truth is that the elites are the ones who are actually redistributing wealth, because remember the right wing Republicans say, oh, the left wants to redistribute wealth. Well, in fact, wealth has been redistributed upwards. And I shared the fact that 50 percent of full time workers with 50 K income or less now earn half the income. I shared this graph that people want to read it. They can analyze it. Thanks. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it. Yeah. So. um, So this was my um, really interaction, which basically was telling Joe B, which says, because right when I said working people unite beyond left and right, that becomes Marxist, you see? So the right, the Republicans say, oh my God, he's a Marxist. You know, he studied Che Guevara, he studied Marx, he studied Thomas Paine, you know, he must be a Marxist. You see how foolish these people are? Because they wanna brand people because they don't wanna go to the underlying issue because they've been part of the scam, okay? And remember, let's go back in the 1900s and and that period, the American workers were rising up. Remember in 1950, what occurred? The McCarthy era, they branded all those people communists, communists, communists. Anytime working people rise up, they must be a communist, not that they out of their own interests actually wanna rise up, okay? Like that has to be branded communist by the right. Very clever. Anyway, so with this fellow, I shared the fact, hey, look, that doesn't make sense because you've been brainwashed anytime work you say working people unite for freedom. That is Marxists and socialists. That's what you've been taught. And this guy's a good Trumper. Uh, and, and while they're actually redistributing wealth. And I shared on the graph. Now, this guy was very interesting. So he comes back with this quote. Okay, he says companies, and, and this is again the typical knee-jerk, you know, market economic where, pe- where people think they're being economists. Okay, they're being, you know, laissez-faire economists, and what he wrote back was, companies offer you a wage or salary, you don't have to accept it. It's your choice. If you agree to work for someone that you feel is ripping you off, by the way, I like this guy. Okay, but he went through his own evolution these tweets. For someone that you feel is ripping you off, what exactly is your solution to this perceived problem? Government mandated wage increases? Because if so, that's Marxist. You see, he was immediately trying to put me in the Bernie Sanders and AOC camp. Okay, But I'm not left or right. Right. So that that's what his knee jerk reaction was. So let's look. um, Let's go back. So what did I? Oops. Let's what did I write to that? Let me go back to this tweet there. So. So what I wrote back to that was this. I said, you're right. If we had a real market economy, Okay, that's if we had a real market economy. There was a period where we had a real market economy, and when that occurred, everyone won. Okay, there was not these, you know, as much of the monopolies and regulations that we have today. And I said, if we had a real market economy, what you say would be right. However, the likes of Barack Obama—remember, this guy doesn't like Barack Obama because remember he's a uh, he's on the right, a, a, a trumper. I said, the likes of Barack Obama, the liberal elites. if you remember, enabled quantitative easing and bailed out big banks that should have naturally failed. Get it? This is beyond left and right. And let me explain what I was doing here. What I was doing here to educate this fellow was saying, wait a minute, you're a Trumper, you hate Obama, most of them do, okay? You hate socialism, okay? So I was saying, look, the real socialism that took place in the last 40 years was the redistribution of American working people's wealth was stolen. And it was redistributed upwards as this beautiful paper shows. It's black and white. You can see it. It's wonderfully done. It clearly shows that. So he didn't like me using the word socialism. However, when I said, Hey, wait a minute, the guy who did this socialism was Barack Obama. Now he had to accept it because remember he hates Barack Obama. So here the guy on the right has to now say, wait a minute, what is Shiva talking about? Because it was like, I hit him with a deer with the you know headlights on. He says, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't like Barack Obama. Right. And what Shiva's saying is absolutely true, because what Barack Obama did was he actually, by the way, Barack Obama and the left claims they care for the American worker, the Democratic Socialists of America. OK, well, what did they actually do when they had the chance to help the worker? They actually bailed out the big banks. Right. That's what they did. They bailed out the big banks and they, in fact, created quantitative easing, which basically allowed the Fed to print money print money to bail out their friends. That was brought to you by Barack Obama, the guy who claims he is for quote unquote socialism to help the working class. But his socialism, so that's why I wanted to find their socialism was actually socialism because that created the conditions to really accelerate the distribution of wealth since 1975. All right. So this fellow now his response was this. And he said the following. Where did he say this? He goes, uh, but I draw the line at government mandated wages and redistribution. Okay, and I won't bend on that. Right. So what did I say to that? So he is basically telling us that he's against government. You know, he's against the government government being involved in in redistributing um, all of this stuff. Right. And so my response to him was agreed. But it is the government. Make sure everyone can see this. Yeah. And I said, agree. But it is the government, e.g. Barack Obama, the Fed, the Congress, the lobbyists, which passed these policies and laws to enable redistribution of wealth upwards. Get it. If you're not, you're stuck in the 1950s left right bullshit narrative. So what I was trying to say was he is a quote unquote on the right. He's against socialism. He's against Barack Obama. But when you follow this thread through, there has been a redistribution of wealth, an undeniable redistribution of wealth. And it wasn't done. He thought I'm attacking the Republicans. It wasn't done by the Republicans. It was actually done by a, quote unquote, socialist, quote unquote, Democrat who enabled socialism. Okay. so and then someone else jumped in, uh, someone called Erica and they said, government mandates of having to buy healthcare insurance was the worst form of this I've ever seen. And I said exactly. Government mandated health care to, quote unquote, should have been to, quote unquote, save us, created a monopoly for big hospitals, big pharma and big insurance, socialism for the elite. So uh, everyone understand what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is that the left and right actually work together. So on the one hand, you had the period between 1975 to 2018, really sort of, really sort of further peaking in early 2000 uh, when Obama's there in 2008, that the fake economy is actually crashing. So instead of letting it crash naturally, which would have been the market economy, right? What did the elites do? Republicans and Democrats, they supported Obama to bail out the big banks and transfer enormous amount of wealth back to the elites. That's socialism that's the redistribution of our wealth back to the elites. And as you're seeing in this tweet, this, the further thing that occurred was that government uh, left and right started mandating healthcare. So it was really good Trump removed this, right? And they created a monopoly. So whenever you mandate stuff, whenever you regulate stuff, you actually create monopolies, which further creates socialism for the elites. So that's what's been happening since 1975 there's been socialism for the elites. So if we want to end socialism, let's point the barrel of the gun at the right direction. Because when you really look at it, there hasn't been socialism for the 90% at the bottom. It's actually been enormous socialism for the elites, $50 trillion worth of it. Now, what was great was um, this guy, Joe, because he's an honest fellow and I really want to give him credit, what did he say? He goes, "I and I hope I'm not misunderstood he got what I was saying. He goes, I never accused Dr. Shiva of being a Marxist. I said that at face value, and this is point. He had a point. He had had a knee-jerk reaction. His tweet appeared to be Marxist, and I asked for further clarification, and I greatly appreciate Dr. Shiva's surprisingly prompt response. So this is a point of an honest dialogue that took place, okay, between two human beings who are willing to explore a very, very important topic about what is actually going on when you really look at the economy uh, and you take away all the nonsense of left and right. Right? So I wrote back to him. I said, thanks. I said, I've been called a Marxist white supremacist socialist KKK, Nazi conspiracy theorist, et cetera, by those either who don't think, I mean, there's some people are just freaking dumb. Okay. They don't want to think. Okay. And I know many of you are not, but they're just people who are just blinders on. Or more insidiously, this is done in a very conscious way by the establishment PR people on the left and the PR people on the right to imprison you, well-meaning folks, into left and right. That's a Soros thing. That's a Trump thing. That's fascism. That's socialism. That's BLM. Let's support the police. You see what I'm saying? They create these two silos all day long. And these are done so we never solve the real problem and we never even look at the real problem and we never find the real solutions are never addressed. So anyway, it gets even more interesting. This fellow who, you know, originally thought, you know, try to brand me as something. He said, I believe that Dr. Shiva truly believes in freedom and will serve the American people in good faith. And he ended by saying, so get your pens ready for that right in November 3rd. And I, I uh, and I wrote back and I said, thanks. Um, Uh, you know, I I retweeted that out. Uh, And uh, I said, uh, anyway, I think I thanked him. Where did I put him? I said I thanked him in the end. Let me find this guy. I said, I appreciate his name is this URL for the conversation openness to listen. He has broken free from left and right. Time for everyone to follow his lead. So anyway, I want to thank Joe B. I don't know him. But the reason I wanted to share this tweet, Congress, oops, I didn't share that. I'm sorry. Let me share that here. So if you see this conversation, um, he he went from uh, uh, where I said, thanks, I've been called a Marxist and all these things. We need to address a real problem. And he, and he basically said, let's write in Dr. Shiva. Let me bring that up. OK. He said, get your pens out and write in Dr. Shiva. So I really appreciated this. And it was great for me as someone who likes to educate and, and teach is that here was an open, sincere person. And we were able to take him through a journey through the set of tweets that we broke them from this left-right narrative. And that's what I really want people to really understand. And as a part of our campaign, uh, let me share, I think I have this up here. You know, As a part of our campaign, you know, we have these new cards coming out. I think I can share this with you all. Let me see if I can do this. Yes, so this is our new cards coming out. You can see this. And the front of our cards, which we're distributing out to, You know, many, many people across Massachusetts, it says right in Dr. Shiva, US Senate, break free of the left and right. You got to break free of the left and right. They steal elections, the left and the right. Either Republican, the Democrat establishment created election fraud because they don't want us breaking free of them. They want us stuck to doofus one or doofus two. And um, I also further shared, let me go back here. I further shared uh, today the back of the card let me bring up the back of the card oops where did that go oops anyway the back of the card essentially teaches people i think i can bring it up here uh back okay the back of the card actually teaches people how to sign up for our campaign okay and the back of the card gives a very simple set of instructions that i want to share with you that people can simply write in dr shiva and and support the campaign okay and they have to fill in the Oval completely. And we'll talk more about that. But the bottom line is that we can't, as working people, be bamboozled anymore. Every issue, the left and the right make into pro or anti, right? So gun rampages take place. They don't want to under, under uh, go to the underlying uh, factors or five factors, which, for example, cause gun violence, gun rampages, some very good multifactorial work done. And it turns out they don't, that... If you take away any one of those factors, any one of those rampages could have been stopped. Wonderful piece of work um, done by a couple of researchers. One of those factors is the lack of parental supervision, the lack of teacher supervision, the drugs, the uh, social isolation and, and bullying, and access to weapons. There are five things, and the research showed that if you remove any one of them independently, you could have stopped those rampages. However, the left, what what, what happens is, People just choose that one thing, which is we must eliminate guns. And it is done in a very purposeful way to create the pro-gun, anti-gun, pro-2A, non-2A narrative. And they do this on every issue. When it comes to our health, the issue is not pro-vax, anti-vax. The real issue is one size does not fit all medicine. You see what I'm saying? If you apply science, which shows that each one of us is unique bodies, it's not a pro or anti-vax argument. Okay? Okay. So when you start looking at the economy, when you go to the truth, as I shared this paper, this wonderful paper that people should take a chance at reading, which is called Trends in in Income from 1975. Uh, let me bring up the, sorry, let me bring up the other uh, document, this paper here. It literally shows that over the last 40 years, factually, the across all income distributions, that during 45 to 78 75, there was overall growth for all. Everyone prospered. Prosperity was everywhere. But since 75 to 28, the prosperity of income growth has only been limited to the top one to 10%. This is just a fact. Now, if I talk about that and I say that income has been, when I look at the real problem, that income has actually been, we've distributed the wages of working people upwards. And I say working people unite. You can't say that's Marxism or socialism to write it off. No, you have to say that is an actual fact. And that's why in the election that's going on right now, and all the rhetoric, we have to move away from left and right because we're just going to get caught again and no fundamental problems are ever going to change. So it's time that we go one level deeper and we go beyond left and right. We have to break free from that. Otherwise, frankly, you're just going to be used. You're just sheep. Black sheep, white sheep. Okay, and that's what's going on. And understanding systems, which is one of the things that you know, the book I have here, uh, Systems and Revolution. I mean, there's many other books I've written. This is a wonderful book, and you don't, know you know, those of you who support the campaign, you get it. But more fundamentally, and those of you who can get it on your body, your system. This book goes way deep into engineering systems here, and I make it accessible, which is really to show everyone here that we gotta move beyond left and right. We gotta understand that the real enemy is your power, profit, and control, and that's what you're seeing. $50 trillion has moved from the bottom 90 90 percentile of people up to the top 10%. That's not because they did a good job, and that's not because of the 90% of people below are not uneducated and skilled. In fact, the education of people today versus 1945, is about 40% better. So we have more educated people, more skilled people, and we're making less wages. Why is that? Why is that? And you find it's because of the collusion of the left and the right. They colluded against us. They put out rhetoric all day. Oh, those people over there are Marxists and socialists. And over here, the, the, the Obama said, oh, those people wanna suppress you. They, don't, they wanna... You know, uh, they support big banks and, you know, they want to take away your rights and they want to not give you health care. It's bullshit. They both work together. They both work together against you. They created regulations. They created monopolies. Wall Street benefited from those monopolies. Scumbags like Elizabeth Warren, she claimed, oh, I want to protect you from the the banking industry. Well, if you look at what Dodd-Frank actually did quote unquote regulations, it destroyed 2,000 small banks and it concentrated wealth in the bigger banks and they worked together. Of course, Wall Street loves Elizabeth Warren. They love her. Why do you think she keeps winning elections? Where does her money come from? People need to understand the right uses the left. The left uses the right. There you go. The left uses the right. The right uses the left. The right uses the left to create regulations because regulations create monopolies and that delivers wealth to the right. Does that make sense? That's what's going on. So let's all get our head out of our you know what and recognize that the movement that we're building in Massachusetts is a movement that goes to the the guts of starting to think like a human, okay? It's about thinking. And so those of you... Um, I can't implore on you. We are not walking away after they did election fraud. We're escalating our movement. So those of you in Massachusetts, support the campaign. Get on the ground and help us volunteer. We need to let everyone know that we're writing in. Let everyone know. Post on Facebook, go everywhere. This campaign for truth, freedom and health, which is here to break you free of the left, right bullshit, is escalating. And those of you all over the world, all over the United States donate to our campaign, support the campaign. We want to raise, you know, by the way, we use every, by the way, no one on this campaign is paid. No one, you know, I work, I, I have my full time job and I work full time at this Dylan will tell you all the people in our campaign. We're still working Saturday and Sunday, all the way through uh, Jen Bennett and Jen has a child. She's pregnant which we're all very excited about she's working full time. She doesn't get paid a cent. Dylan came here, was right here, uh, who's assisting me, drove in from Illinois. He's helping out. So, this campaign is built by you because we must end this attack on working people. So, when I say working people unite and someone calls me a Marxist or a socialist, you got to understand that person is a fool or they're unfortunately uneducated. And it's our duty to educate them because that is the left right narrative. And so, Please support this campaign. It's for you. It's for us. So go online. You know, uh, you can do multiple things here. Those of you in Massachusetts, or you know, people, you know, click on. I, I'm going to write in Dr. Shiva. Get ready. Pledge to us so we know you're on board. Right here, pledge meaning pledge that we get your your text number so we can be in touch with you. The second thing you guys can do is to donate whatever you want to the campaign. And remember, when you donate 25 or, or more, you get the ebook. You get access to uh, the Your Body, Your System tool. You start learn- really helping to understand your health in an intuitive way. And, and then finally, those of you who are anywhere, you can click on the volunteer button. We need people to make millions of phone calls. So we need your help. We have a very nice system. So join us in making phone calls, helping us to be a digital warrior, etc. That's what we need. And with that, I'm going to take what we have as questions. Do we have any questions there, Dylan? Um, no. Someone said, Shiva, do you think we can really beat the left and right or could I say power and greed? Patty Germande. yes, look, if you look at the history of wor- the the a- advance of working people and slaves, and by the way, if you look at how the election fraud takes place, they are t- treating us like slaves because they can flip our votes anytime. time. This is a, lo- it's been a march for freedom, a long march. And the more we recognize and understand the politics, we can um, learn faster and we can accelerate change, but we have to have the right political theory. And the political theory needs to begin with going beyond left and right. And we, t- we need to understand on the right, you have scumbags who take advantage of the, the working class. And on the left, you have scumbags who take advantage of the working class. And all of it is to corral people to consolidate power. The only way out of it is to break from this left-right paradigm and to take a systems approach to solving problems. Yep. Greetings from Canada. What can be done to reverse the wealth back? Well, (laughs) the number one thing we can do is that we need to, first of all, recognize that this left-right paradigm is being used to manipulate both of us. That's the first thing we need to do. That's the first awareness we need to do. The next awareness we need to do is to recognize that the entire voting system is... The America has one of the worst voting systems. You know, people in America attack, attack Venezuela, right? The, the right does. Venezuela has voter IDs. We don't even have voter IDs. We don't know who the hell is voting here, okay? So all the attacks they do, oh the communists, the socialists, the Cubans, well, Massachusetts, you know, is a failed, thir- is a failed uniparty state. It's a third world state. Um, good question. What is your intake about President Trump? Great question. Look, I never voted in my life. The first time I voted for, this was for Trump. Why? I don't know him personally, but he was a definite disruptor. And as I talk in system and revolution, what is a revolution? A revolution from a physics standpoint is when a state change takes place. So, for example, when ice at a certain point melts you know, to water, it melts at a certain temperature, right? It's a state change. And in order for that to happen, you have to have heat, right, which is like a disruption. In my view, whether Trump knows it or not, at minimum, he was a disruption, a necessary disruption. So I saw him as a necessary disruption. He was saying certain rhetoric, anti-establishment rhetoric, which I thought was important. But his rhetoric has now at least gone out to the majority of people. So the notion of fake news is a common word. The notion of working people are getting screwed is a common, common, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, communication of the ether. But we can use that now to go even deeper. So I believe, uh, I don't I can't read him, I don't know uh, President Trump personally, but what I do know is he's created the conditions for us to have this kind of dialogue, which I think is very, very valuable. Uh, let's see. Karina says, join us as a volunteer, Joanne, you can register at, yes." Yeah, so Karina's another uh, great working person, she works very hard and she contributes her time. She, you know, is out there organizing people, getting people, uh, getting us on the ballot. uh, And she's, again, giving advice on how people can join the campaign. But I'm telling everyone what we're doing in Massachusetts with all the volunteers we have, with all the outpouring of support is quite extraordinary. The fact that they cheated us from the election, they're gonna have a big, big, we're gonna make them pay big, okay? Um, So you gotta join this and be part of this great movement. Um, uh, Deepak, Kumar Shukla says, "I request people messages Massachusetts, please join as a volunteer." Thanks, Deepak. Thanks for your support. Um, Go Shiva. Thank you. Oh, someone said, uh, Nicole. I'm not sure if you're from Medford. If you are, Nicole, please uh, volunteer and support the campaign. So, anyway, if there's no other questions, it's 10:40. Uh, this is great. Uh, Joanne Brennan, thank you very much. Joanne is going to be distributing flyers for us in Winthrop. Thank you. Um, look, we've made our uh, campaign very low-tech. Whether you're young or old, you can help us distribute our flyers anywhere in the town. So please, you can email me directly, V as in Victor, A, Shiva, at and I'll connect you. And by the way, when you volunteer for the campaigns, okay, you get to meet a lot of great people. We have people falling in love in our campaigns, people finding relationships, if you're into that, uh, but people just finding great friendships, uh, great community, uh, people meeting people they never would meet, people you know, uh, meeting people and they go fishing with them or they do different activities, they have barbecues. So, and they are finding people, they share a common ethos with, at a very fundamental level, a lot of values. So if you're feeling alone, no one understands you, Um, join the Shiva for Senate campaign. Uh, You have nothing to lose but your chains, okay? So break free from this left-right stuff, okay? Thank you, everyone. Be the light, and let's win this fight. Thank you. Have a good night.